Thanks for listening to our Legacy Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope today's message helps you in your walk with Christ and you visit us soon at our Legacy Church campus in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. For more information, visit us online at www.legacychurchri.com. But this morning, I want to talk a little bit about the calling that is upon each of our lives as Christians. You know, when you accept Jesus Christ into your life, something very powerful happens. The Bible says that the same power that rose Christ from the dead, the Holy Spirit, comes and lives within you. Matter of fact, one of the ways that you know something's happened to you is that you sense a difference. Things that you used to do, things that you used to say, the way you used to speak, the way you used to think, all of a sudden, you start feeling conviction. I shouldn't do that anymore. You start feeling something deep within you. And that's the Holy Spirit who's saying to you, I got more for you. I have change for you. I have a purpose for you. I have a calling on your life. I want to change some things in your life. I'm here now. You let me into your house. Let me tell you, I am God Almighty. I am the provider. I am the comforter. I am the healer. I am the deliverer. You are no longer alone. You have me now. Things change. Today, 50 years ago, We know that Apollo 11 landed on the moon. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin were a couple of the pilots that that were on the Apollo 11. And what's interesting is most people don't know. I mean, we all know that we landed on the moon 50 years ago. Most people don't know that one of the first acts of Buzz Aldrin was to take Holy Communion on the moon. It was the first liquid, the the blood, the wine that was poured out on the moon, the first meal ever eaten on the moon was the bread of life, the body of Christ. Isn't that powerful? And so 600 million people were watching as this event was transpiring. And so Buzz Aldrin tells everybody through radio communication says, why don't we all take a moment and give thanksgiving for what has transpired. Number one, that they arrived safe. But this momentous accomplishment of man landing on the moon. But what people didn't know was after he said that through radio transmission, he shut off the radio. He takes communion and he reads this scripture. Let me read it to you. John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. For you can do nothing without me, he said. Out of everything that could have happened, the first thing that could have happened when man arrived on the moon, the first thing that transpired, and I believe it was through the Holy Spirit within this man, Buzz Aldrin, because he was an elder in a church, He took communion. And I was thinking about this, that God, even from the moon, was pointing to Jesus Christ. Even from the moon, God was pointing to Jesus. Fifty years later, the most important thing 
that we can do with our lives is point to Jesus Christ. Come on. Landing on the moon was a great accomplishment. Imagine Buzz telling his grandkids, if he had grandkids, this, hey, I was up there. You see that, that Swiss cheese up there? See that hole? I was right there. But that wasn't his greatest accomplishment. His greatest accomplishment was pointing to Jesus Christ. The very first thing, communing with God and saying, Jesus is Lord over the universes. So today I want to talk about the simplicity of pointing to Jesus. And we call pointing to Jesus this huge term that we kind of fear under, evangelism. But I want to break some fears today. I want to break some misconceptions today. And I want to tell you, every single person, that you have a calling on your life. You are the lifeline to people that you know. Everybody that comes in contact with you, you are the lifeline to Jesus. Jesus isn't here. We are here. The Holy Spirit is here, but he's in you and me. And we can never, never fail to remember that we are called to a mission. We're called to a mission. I was talking to a couple this morning. They were saying I brought my nephew, and uh, he had saved. He's in church. He was baptized. And, uh, and I was thinking about saying, yep, this is where you bring people. You bring people to Christ by bringing them to church. The church is the greatest rescue mission on the earth. This, this here is a rescue ship. We, as we get saved, and as we are empowered by the Holy Spirit, we become the rescuers. And we, we fail to realize that that is the most important aspect of our lives. Yes, coming to church is important. Yes, serving is important because the greatest in the kingdom is the servant, the Bible says. So getting involved and, and becoming the church and doing something for God through the rescue ship. But there comes a time where you have to realize that my calling is to go out from this place and to rescue those who are lost. You are here because of the great mission of Jesus Christ. Jesus came from heaven to earth to bring you and me salvation. Now we're called to go from the church to, to the world for the same mission of, as Jesus Christ. Now the name of this church is Legacy Church. What does that mean? You know, it really means, and I believe in my heart, the Lord named this church Legacy Church. Number one, we're a legacy of all the churches that were started, apostolic succession of churches that God's doing in this area. But also, we reflect the legacy of Christ. See, when I look at my kids, I see certain characteristics that they have that are just like me. When the world sees you and me, they need to be able to see certain characteristics that are just like Jesus. Jesus came to seek and save that which is lost. That is our calling. That is our mission. Amen? We, as a church, as a people, believe that Jesus Christ is the best thing that has ever happened in our lives. Come on. Come on. Do you say amen to that? 
Jesus is the best thing. The church is the best thing that's ever happened. I want everybody to know that Jesus is the best thing, the best person, the best life that you can ever have. Belonging to a church will stop all the searching, will start to fill all the emptiness, will take all the brokenness of this world and put you in a new direction on the right path. I was blind. I'm starting to see. I was lost and confused and empty and, and living in meaninglessness and, and, and nothing satisfies. I have money. I have, I have this. I have that. But there's something missing. Yeah, I know what's missing. Let me prophesy it from the moon and back. Jesus is missing. You need to be in the house of the Lord. It's the greatest story. And we have it living in us. The Holy Spirit in us brings salvation to the world because that's what Jesus brought. Let's read Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. This is what Jesus spoke. It was, it was a messianic declaration. Jesus comes and says, I am he. I am the one you've been looking for. I am the one that's been prophesied. But we can take this as our own. We need to speak this and understand this is our calling. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on who? Come on, nice and loud. Me. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives and release darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. See, we are anointed to proclaim. When we meet people, people that God puts around us, we have an anointing to prophesy into their dead life, to prophesy into their eternal destiny. This is the year I'm going to pray I'm going to prophesy. I'm going to speak things into your life. That favor will come. That salvation will come. That unbelief will be broken. That fear will be broken. I'm going to declare the favor of the Lord. The year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. See, there's three things that the Holy Spirit does within us. When you accept Christ into your life, the Holy Spirit comes within us, not only to seal us for redemption and salvation so that when you pass this earth, you have a seal. Amen? You're protected. You get in. You have the ticket to heaven. But it's way beyond that. The Holy Spirit, number one, he anoints you to proclaim. You are anointed to use your mouth to declare who Jesus is to this world. People say, oh, Lord, and they pray, anoint me, God. I want to be anointed. And sometimes I want to say, and I'm not rude enough to say it, why do you want to be anointed? You're not doing a thing. 
Why pray for the anointing unless you're going to do something? God will only anoint those who are going to need it and use it. Anointed to proclaim good news to the lost people, to point people to Jesus. Number two, the Holy Spirit sends you. The Holy Spirit sends us from the church to a broken world, to your workplace, to your friends, to your family, the people that somehow come into your life, the plumber, the carpenter. We're moving our offices because the building that we have been in has been sold. And, um, and the owner of the building was nice enough to uh, provide us another location to go into. But I look at every person that God puts into my life as an opportunity. Say, why is this person in my life? The former owner of the building. Why are we in this building? Because God must need me to speak to the owner, which I did many, many times and prayed with her. But here's a new owner. I'm going to talk about this, looking for the opportunity to speak about Jesus, to speak about what life really is about. Praying to God, open the conversation, Lord, which I'm going to tell you how to open the conversation. I find that this man lost his son three years ago. And in our conversation, he says to me, I've been talking to my wife and saying, we need to get to church. And I think, and I say, we cannot miss the opportunity to open doors because people are hurting. People need Jesus. You are the lifeline. You are the rescuer. We cannot fail to understand who we are in this world. Jesus isn't here, but we're here. Amen? And then the Holy Spirit empowers you to proclaim the comfort of salvation, the joy of salvation, the freedom from despair. See, in Acts 1.8, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you. Why, Lord, why do you, you empower us? Why, Lord, do I feel the presence of God in church? Why, God, when I pray, do I feel your presence? Why, God, have you allowed me to receive this awesome gift of salvation? And the Lord would say, because you are called to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. I want to give you a little secret here. You don't need great skills to bring people to Christ. Listen, you don't need great skills to bring people to Christ. You don't even need to know much about the Bible. You just need to be able to say, like the blind man, I have no clue what happened. I was blind, but now I see. You just need to be able to ask one question. And I believe this is, is one of the secrets. And this is a question that I always ask. You know, I don't go into great preaching and dissertations about the book of Romans and salvations and you're going to hell and this and that. Some people do that and that works for them, praise God, especially the prophets out there. But I ask them one question. Do you go to church 
Write this down. Memorize this. Say it with me. Ready? Do you go to church? Again, do you go to church? You ask one question, the Holy Spirit does the rest. I promise you, this is a secret. Do you go to church? The Holy Spirit does the rest. It's like this question opens a door for the Holy Spirit to enter in. It's like a combination. Do you go to church? And all of a sudden you see the door open. And the Holy Spirit says, thank you. Now move over. <laughs> One simple question. Do you go to church? Because that opens the gate for the Holy Spirit and for conversation. And I know you guys. You love Jesus. You love church. You have a story to tell. It opens the door for conversation that you just talk about who you are, what you do. It's so simple. It's so easy. Do you go to church? And then the Holy Spirit does the rest. It's estimated 10% of Christians, only 10% of Christians, have the gift of evangelism. But 100% of Christians have the gift of inviting somebody to church. I know this is a revelation to you. I can see it in your eyes. Wow, that's easy? Yeah. Do you go to church? Do you go to church? Because the Bible says in Romans 10, 14, but how can they call on him if they have not put their trust in him? And how can they put their trust in him if they have not heard of him? And how can they hear of him unless someone tells them? The most important thing that you can do in your life and with your life is being a lifeline, a link from Jesus to this world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's the message. That's our calling. That's what we should be praying for. God, use me, Lord, for my neighbors. Use me, Lord, for my family. Use me, Lord, for people I work with. Use me, Lord, when I'm in situations with the plumber, with the carpenter, and whoever comes into my life to ask the question, do you go to church? You'll be amazed at how many times people will say, just thinking about the need that I have in my life to go to church. And let me tell you something about salvation. The Bible calls it the joy of salvation. There is no greater experience that you and I have than when we see somebody opening up to Jesus Christ. And you'll never see that happen unless you say to them, do you go to church? And secondly, for those of you you do know, would you like to come to church? Would you like to come to church with me? And then use every opportunity you can. We have a picnic coming up. Use that as, as an opportunity. Invite your friends. Hey, I'm buying you some tickets. We're going to go to a church picnic. Because there's something that's anointed about people meeting other Christians. Amen? Thanks for listening today. We hope you were blessed by our Legacy Church podcast, and we hope to see you soon at our 10 a.m. church service in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. You can connect with us on any social media platform or at LegacyChurchRI.com. Have a blessed week.